and uh, we, Manuel, it's good to see you again. Good to see you. Good to see you. Amen. Amen. Okay. So we're going to get into God's word, um, and we thank God. Thank you, worship team. So uh, last week, I started talking, I talked about on sexual purity. I owe you guys a podcast on that one. So don't worry, I haven't forgotten. Amen. I'm clearing up my backlog. As you would have seen this week, I've been getting resources out. So I have a backlog of things to, um, to clear out. Amen. We're excited about what God is going to be doing through the next 70 Disciples projects. We are pushing, we're pressing, amen, and we're building momentum um, um, for that. So we want to thank God for that. But how many of us remember, what's the, what's the title of our series for this month? Temple. Okay, that's good. Some of you remember because you play Temple Run all your life. So <laughs> you play Temple Run to bed and you're like, something is chasing me. I'm like, eh. So if you, something, because Temple Run is about something chasing and you escaping. So you now sleep with that revelation. And then, no, I'm, I'm joking. Okay, so Temple. Last week, I, I, I shared a word on sexual purity. Um, I'm, I still have podcasts to do on that. But um, the week before that, Lady B shared with us on three expressions of God's glory, right? Amen? How many of us remember that? Three expressions of God's glory. So, okay. So, what are the three expressions? Boxer. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, doxer. Okay. Kabod and... Shekinah. Wow, you guys like Greek words. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I can see. All right. So we said it was doxa, uh, kabod, and shekinah. Okay, what does doxa mean? Uh-huh, exam. Uh-huh, what does doxa mean? Okay. The opinions of God, the judgment of God. Okay. All right. Okay, Palumi. All right. Then what does, what does kabod, what does it mean? The way, the way. Okay, Kerry. Ah, that's. Expo, you know what happened? This morning when we were designing that, I'm joking. <laughs> All right. And then Shekinah. 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 So, so you guys are Shekinah. Release the fullness. Huh? Uh, the, the, that day is using sense. You know, you know, there's some people, right, when they're in exams, they just, they carry, they use brain to just answer the question. Okay, money from the station, okay. All right, okay. So Shekinah deals with the dwelling place, right? It's from the word Shekan, and it means to, ab- to abide and to dwell. So we said that there are three expressions, because when we say the glory of God, we have to understand what that means. So biblically speaking, there are three words that give expression to God's glory. Are we together? Right, the first one is doxa, and doxa deals with the opinions of God, the judgment of God, the estimation of God, how God estimates and measures and values. That is doxa. That is one dimension of God's glory. So when we say the glory of God, the very opinion of God is his glory. Then, and the impact, today I want to focus on kabod a little bit. Hopefully we get time to pray. Um, You know, like I said, I don't worry about finishing my messages. I just stop where I stop. I continue where I continue. But the thing about the thing about doxa is this. I want to I want to I want you to remember this. The impact of doxa, the opinions of God on the life of a believer, is the prosperity of the mind. Does that make sense? It's the, it's the prosperity of the mind. What do I mean by that? The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now, when Adam fell short of God's glory, like what what does that even mean? Is it that Adam became shorter? No. <laughs> 
right? Um, it, it, it meant several things. One of the things that it meant was that Adam fell in his mind. Sometimes we don't understand that. Adam fell. He didn't just fall in terms of physical death. He fell mentally. He fell in his mind. Do you see what I'm saying? Because in the sound mind, I was teaching on this at, at Kiros, um, you know, prayer night. And I was talking about how one of the reasons why Adam wasn't clothed until he fell was because he was clothed in God's glory. Because the Bible says that God is clothed in light. Adam was the image of God. So Adam was a glory, glory institute. He was a glory. Do you see what I'm saying? So when Adam, for one of the ways that the glory departed was that Adam fell in his mind. In the book of Romans chapter 1, the Bible puts it this way. The Bible talks about those who have rejected God and have turned to idolatry. The Bible says that God gave them up to reprobate minds. So one of the impacts of sin is falling in your mind. Right? So the restoration of glory means an upgrade in the mind. <laughs> so you can't say that you are walking in glory and your mind does not prosper. When talking about money, you know, when people hear that word prosperity now, they get crazy, especially Twitter warriors. Does that make sense? Prosperity, I keep saying to you, it's not a bad word. When people say prosperity preacher, they miss what they should say. They say greed preacher. See, prosperity is a biblical word. I wish above all things that you prosper. Third John 1, 2. Right? And be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So the word prosperity is well, it, it's, it's that, it's, it's around that word shalom, peace. So when, when, when people say, oh, prosperity preachers, I'm like, no, don't take a good word to endorse a bad, bad practice. Does that make sense? So the impact of doxa, the opinions of God, is the prosperity of the mind. That it's impossible for you to say that the glory of God is active in your life as a believer Active. Now, I didn't say present. You know, the glory can be present but not active. Do you understand what I'm saying? The glory can be present. So I'll give an example. John chapter 1. The Bible says that we have seen his glory. The glory of the only one begotten of the Father. That's concerning Jesus. Right? That's what he says. But the glory of God tabernacled and walked on the earth, but there were people that still did not get healed. And there were people that still didn't get saved. So, the presence of glory does not mean the manifestation of glory. Do you see what I'm saying? So, here is it now. Doxa, that dimension of glory. Doxa means opinion. It means judgment. It means, it means weight. And it just simply deals with how God measures, how God esteems, how God measures you. So, God's opinion of you should cause you to prosper in your mind. Are we together? Are we here? Okay. Right? God's opinion of you should cause you to prosper. So you can't say that the opinions of God are active in your life. Watch this. If God, for example, says, let's say he says, um, and you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If that scripture, if that doxa, if that opinion is active, it's impossible for you to see yourself as a failure. Does that make sense? It's imp you can't have both. You can one minute, be, does that make sense? So that's one aspect of, of and we got to, for us to continue in doxa, how do we do that? 2 Corinthians 3.18, we all with open face, beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord, are transformed into the same image. The agent of doxa, the opinion of God is the word. 
Right? And as we build, that's why Satan wants to fight you not to get into the word. Because he wants to fight your transformation. Does that make sense? He wants to fight your transformation. The way that I will explain transformation to you is this. It's very simple. It's, uh, it's, it's, okay, well, some of us, I was going to say how many of you constantly leave your house without looking at the mirror. Of course, some people can, especially us guys, <laughs> basically. But imagine living your entire life not looking at the mirror. Does that make sense? You, you go to work, you don't look at the mirror. Enoch is like, nah. <laughs> right? You don't look at the mirror. For, imagine for a month, you don't look at the mirror. For a month. For two months, you don't look at the mirror. The word of God ignored is the mirror ignored. <laughs> right? So that's, that's doctor. Someone say doctor. Okay, so let me focus on, on Kabod, you know, in the time that I have and then Jesus remains Lord. <laughs> okay, so a few scriptures, Kabod. So when we talk about Kabod, the second dimension of God's glory, we're speaking about, Kabod means, you see in, in the Hebrew is mostly spelled Kabod, but it means the weight of glory. Right? It means the weight. Kabod means the weight of glory. Let me give you some scriptures. Okay, e Ephesians 3, 14 to 17. I'll anchor it on that. And then Colossians 1, 27. Are we together? Are we here? Okay. All right. So let's go with, with Ephesians 3, Ephesians 3, 14 to 17. It says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory. Now, please pay attention to that word, according to the riches. Don't say according to the riches of his glory. That he will grant you to be strengthened with might, through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you've been rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend, uh, that, that you'll that you be rooted and grounded, grounded in love. Okay, then Colossians, um, did I give you Colossians? Yeah, is that what I gave you? Colossians 1.27, Colossians 1.27, the word says, To them God chose to make known how great amongst the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. A better trans transition would be Christ in you, the expectation of glory. Because the hope then can feel not activated. Does that make sense? Okay, so, kabod. Now, kabod um, is, a, is a word that deals with, in, in ancient Hebrew, it dealt mostly with weightiness or heaviness. Right? It was a word that was used to describe, remember when Moses was um, on the mountain and he lifted up his hands, there was a battle going on, I think, with the Amalekites, and his hand was weary, basically, his hand was heavy. The description there is kabod, right? Heaviness. Someone say heaviness. Okay, so it deals with weightiness or heaviness, right? And then kabod is also used to describe splendor. Right, is used to describe splendor. Is used to describe dignity. Right, is used to describe um, honor. Right, honor as in reputation. Are we together? Yeah. Okay. Is used to describe honor. Then it's also used to describe wealth. Right. So more like status. You get it? Right. So that's that's kabod. So when when we talk about so one dimension of God's glory is doxa, but another dimension of God's glory 
is kabod, which is the weightiness of the glory of God. In, um, um, in the New Testament, in, in uh, where's the scripture? I put it here now. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18, the word says, So we do not lose heart that our outer self is wasting away, but our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory. That's kabod. Does that make sense? So watch this. There is the, there is the opinion of God, right? There is the opinion of God. There is the mind of God. There is the word of God. There is the thought of God. But there is the weight behind that opinion. Now, one of the, the dangers of the, of the modern Western Christianity, I've taught you this, is, is a focus on logic. It's a focus on logic. So by virtue of the exposure uh, that we have in terms of intellect, and all of those things are wonderful. By virtue of all of those things, if we're not careful, we can rationalize every move of God. That there is no room for presence. That's why in the generation, prayer is not popular because we don't think we need to depend. Does that make So if something is happening, as long as I, I, can, I, I can work it out. I just want, I just want mental space. <laughs> you know, I just, I just want, I want, I want to process. Because we process all our lives. Does that make sense? Simple, what shoe should I wear? I need to process. <laughs> right? What haircut? I need to process. Right? So we, 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 we have a danger that there are certain moves of God that we've not been exposed to. So it's easy when I say the glory of God, the opinion of God is doxa. That's easy to relate to it. But when we speak of kabod, the glory of God, the weight, the tangibility, what, what is that? What is that, that heaviness? You remember when Israel transitioned from, um, from, from Egypt to the promised land? The Bible says that there was a pillar of cloud by day and fire by night. Mix it up sometimes, right? The expression of that glory of God was not just the Shekinah that God was with them. It was God wanted the nations to know that he put his weight behind them. That was the whole point of it. And it's amazing as believers how sometimes we feel weightless spiritually. That's where I'm going. Right? We feel weightless spiritually. So prayer life is routine, is mechanical, but there is no weight. There is no... Kabod deals with the density of God's glory, right? And sometimes you feel it because you pray, it's mechanical. Your study is mechanical. There is a, it's almost as though, yes, Jesus is Lord and everything, but you're walking, but it's almost like there is no, you're, you're lightweight spiritually. You understand what I'm saying? You're lightweight. You're lightweight in your emotions. But Jesus is alive. Jesus is in you. Jesus is Lord. But where is the weight? Where is the weight? Where is the tangibility? Where is the density of glory? I'm, I'm, I'm starting something next year. It's, gonna, it's called capacity building. Now, personally, I am done with this lightweight Christianity. Personally, I'm done with it. And what I mean by that is this. is, <laughs> Of course, for a generation that does not spend time developing in the spirit we will be lightweight <laughs> do you understand what i'm saying right we, we 
and, and it's amazing. Everything, I, I was saying to someone this week, sorry about my stories. I was saying to someone this week that it's amazing how if you look at your life, everything is prophesying to you. Everything is prophesying. I think I was sharing about foundations. Was it you I was speaking to? And how my, my dad's house, you know, this house was really big and nice and all of that stuff. But there were cracks. There were cracks on the wall. And from time to time, what we would do is we would break the cracks and plaster over it, but the cracks would come back again. Until they just really said, you know what? The problem is the foundation they built this house on was not correct from the beginning. Now, in my walk at a certain point, God started speaking to me about foundation so I could relate. The Bible says there is no other foundation that, that anyone can lay, which is Christ. God says to me about the power of having. So all my life, my house was prophesying to me, <laughs> right? We are so, watch, in the generation. The Bible talks about how creation bears witness. In the generation, the Holy Spirit is witnessing to us. Do you know how? Fitness, gym, health. We are the, but it's amazing how we have emphasis on all of those things, but not on spiritual fitness. It's amazing. Some people are paying tithe to the gym. They haven't been for a year. It's tithe. Gym is fashion. I'm going to gym. I'm going to gym. I said gym. But the gym, you don't go. You even take pictures. Does that make? Anyway, but this is the whole point. The culture is prophesying to us. We know about if you don't, you know, in, 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 in respectful ways, probably more than, you know, the generations ahead of us. We know about if you want to prolong your life, you know, everything is prayer. Go hit the gym. Watch your diet. Don't drink this water. Drink this. You know, I'm even tired. You know, don't drink. One is carbonated. One, whatever. We know about all of these things. So we build capacity for longevity. But when it comes to our spiritual life, we don't build capacity. And we try to place on our spiritual life demands that will expose our capacity and our foundation. Does that make sense? Some of the things that we're believing God for, the reason why God cannot give it to us is that it could possibly kill us. Okay. I slept good. I'm not offended. Nobody offended me. We came to church. It's a mutual thing. Right? So the whole point of kabod, the weight, is to have, is to have density and capacity spiritually right? It's to not be lightweight spiritually. That's the whole point of it. And there is, a, there is a dimension of God's glory that is revealed as such. I'll give you an example. Um, I, was, I was watching something yesterday, and a preacher was saying that what kind of prayer point would you pray for six hours? God, give me bear. Give me, <laughs> God, give me to, can you, if you pray that for six hours, my God, I'm just thinking, God, like, I, I, I'm not saying you don't tire in prayer. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, God, like, is it really that deep? Is it that difficult? Like, is, is, that, is it that deep? Because people saw Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He didn't pray for six hours. His eyes got open. So he was saying that it doesn't make sense to spend majority of our time trying to get material things from God, right? Instead, what we are called to do in those secret places is to stock up on kabod, <laughs> right? It's to build, do you understand what I'm saying? It's to build spiritual stamina. That's why we always need counseling. 
Oh, you didn't like that. Yeah, that's why. My head is hurting. Okay, then you're not seeing in front of someone. Uh, when did this start? Was it, did you hurt when you were born? And um, you, I, 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 don't have, I don't have an issue with therapy. Don't, you know, we're not ignorant. Does that make sense? But look at the weakness that we have. Does that make sense? Weakness. The devil doesn't even have to try much. This one, this one, this one is not even the arrows are being fired. It's just wind. Like, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. We are lightweight. So the whole point of kabod is this, is to have weight spiritually, strength, conditioning. Johnson knows about conditioning. Is that the right word? Body, uh, not conditioner, conditioning. Okay, all right. Right? So, so it's, about, it's about strength. It's about conditioning. And it's amazing for all the big talk. We're talking, we want to change nations, kingdom, uprising, Dominion, what are those big words we use again? Uh, several mountains of influence, visitation, encounter. No, when you hear some of the English, you'll be like, oh, wow. Man, it's about to happen. Shake the heavens. Rend the heavens, oh God. It's amazing that for all of that stuff, do you think, let me tell you something. A man like Elijah, in spite of all of his exploits, he still gets threatened by Jezebel. You think that you're going to do one minute of uh, Holy Ghost. Because that's, new, that's when you start speaking in tongues, that's how you, you sound like baby tongues. I'm not making fun of anybody. <laughs> Forgive me. Right? So we think that we're going to do that for one minute. And then guess what? Carry the whole world after one minute. And the things we're carrying are bigger than us. Not because we don't have the potential but because you've not actualized the potential so shall kabod <laughs> kabod is when the the weight you have weight spiritually you have elisha was threatened once he had this he had this army surrounding him and there was a young prophet or servant who was learning under him and this servant was like he was like, master, like, we're, we're surrounded. This is it. We're finished. Like, ministry ended. <laughs> Obituary, <laughs> basically. And Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes. And the Bible says that when the man's eyes were opened, the Bible says he was, the place was surrounded by chariots of the heavenly host. Can you see? Elisha understood that he had weight in the spirit. <laughs> right? He understood that he had weight in the spirit. There was, a, there was a heaviness of God's glory. Heaviness is tangible. Do you know that? Heaviness is tangible. Anything that you experience in a negative direction, you can experience in the kingdom direction. How many of you have felt heaviness before? You felt heavy. Oh, you're, you're so deep. You were born in the days of John the Baptist. And um, <laughs> how many of us have felt heaviness before? You felt heaviness. Have you felt heavy before? Yeah, okay. Heaviness is 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 feelable forgive my don't worry about the english don't worry heaviness is tangible in the same way that heaviness is tangible the heaviness the heaviness of god's glory is tangible right you can so build inward infrastructure forgive my english i just have to use it you can build inward infrastructure inward tenacity inward strength so much that sometimes you sense it sometimes i sense it sometimes i say to bitch i say I, I would sense the strength. Hey, hey, I'm not here promising that there won't be challenges, but greater is he that is in you 
basically. So the whole point of the, the whole point of kabod is to develop strength. Wait, kabod is also used to dis- dis- discuss wealth. Basically, so in fact, if we're looking at the life of Solomon, when when we talk about Solomon's glory, you have to talk about his kabod, in the sense that the heaviness of what Solomon had, riches. It wasn't seen as it wasn't just seen as Solomon had money. Does that make sense? It was that he had glory and splendor. So when the queen of Sheba came to intimidate him, duh, duh, when she saw, she said, the things that I heard, they're not half of the things that I hear. See, there was a density on, on Solomon's kingdom. So as a result of that density, there was a stature that Solomon carried. So I'm giving you natural picture of spiritual things. So you can so carry the wealth of the spirit. There's something called a, po- a glory poverty, <laughs> right? You can so carry the wealth of the spirit that it commands, it commands a shift in the atmosphere. So when you see things like, um, uh, there's a scripture I'm looking for, not you shall, is it, is it supply all my needs according to the riches of his glory. That's what we're talking about, Right? The issue here, the, the needs there is not just the material things. It's the, it's, the, it's the spiritual glory is like spiritual economy. Right? It's the spiritual economy that you actually have on the inside of you. Now, watch this. God, everyone look at me. This is key. God mostly manifests himself according to the level of your capacity. Should I tell you why? Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we may ask or think or imagine now watch the last one according to the power that i'm working on so that means <laughs> the manifestation of god that i see is not accidental is a reflection of the spiritual economy that are working me <laughs> does that make sense so if i like let me not do capacity building for my spirit the manifestations i see they are just reflections of how much. And you know, do you know what gets to me? Let me, let me be honest with you. So I'm going to. What gets to me is that the misunderstanding of grace has caused a generation to not understand where we need to press it and apply ourselves. You know, some people don't pray because they feel that grace will save. No. Listen, yes, you will go to heaven, but in what state? <laughs> you go, you go heaven. Heaven. Have, heaven. The thief on the right side of Jesus, he went heaven. But in what state? So the, the, the misunderstanding of what grace is has, has taken from a generation. We don't understand. So when I'm saying to people like, hey, like press in, they're probably looking at me like, Apostle, you're so stressed. Why, why, are, you, why are your life so stressed? <laughs> I, I don't live in Nigeria. <laughs> like, <wait. laughs> right? So literally... Kabod deals with, it's that spiritual economy. It's that the wealth of the spirit, that supply, and how much of it is at work in your life. And you don't do that without cultivating. There are times in your prayer life where you don't ask God for things. Right? You go in, there's something called exercising your spirit. 
there's something called exercise. This is, you're not talking to God about God, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Does that make sense? No. This one, you're exercising your spirit. Right? You ex- that's why you pray in tongues or you confess the word. You are building. The word says in Jude 120, it says, and you, my beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith. There is something like that. Jude 120. Right? Building up. What are you doing? That's your facilitating kabod. Right? Facilitating kabod on the inside of you. Right? So Paul prays in, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. He prayed that God will grant that we be strengthened with might. Now watch. How? By his spirit in the inner man. Right? To be strengthened with might. That's not a prayer for God to do something for us. That's a prayer that something will happen on the inside. Right? Christianity, relationship with God is first on the inside. Right? If this thing does not happen on your inside. Hey, everyone look at me. Why do you think the apostles could suffer persecution so much? What they had on the inside was bigger than what was on the outside. What, do you, what have you got on the inside? Does that make sense? Hey, I'm not prophesying negativity. But if you don't have your job, do you have a strong inside? Do you understand what I'm saying to you? If you don't get that money, do you still have a strong inside? <laughs> do you understand? Hey, is, is your inner man now attached to external conditions? So these guys looked, and what did they say? They said, though the outward man perish, we, our outward man is not perish, no one is beating us. He says, he says though the outward man perish, he said, the, I mean, think of it. Think of heavy level. I'm not talking about maybe somebody, you know, we suffer persecution today. Someone says, oh, you can't pro- pro- proclaim your faith at work, and you can't wear a chain. And okay, fine. Those are the pers- but I'm talking about these guys beaten, crushed, you know, battered, pressed on every side, right? And the guy is saying, we're thriving on the inside. Can you imagine that? Right? Someone is, someone is suffering those things. Today, we have, we have issues. I was, I was sharing in, um, in the podcast, the one we released this week. I was saying, by virtue of how this, this dispensation thinks, Jesus would have been a failure. Number one, he was single. Number two, we don't know how much real estate he had. So all the things we use to count success, and even though those things are important, I keep saying to you, they are means to an end. We have them, amen, but for the glory of God. It's not the end, it's the means. We have them so that we can do things. But the things that we used to qualify success today, if you put Jesus would have been a failure in this generation. I'm not saying Jesus was not intelligent. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, especially, hey, he was single. (laughs) Right? So little thing we are, and and I want to challenge the house. Listen. What I'm sharing with you is not Christianese. It's not, um, it's not, it's not, you know, you, you share certain dimensions of God and it feels like, oh, you're not being real. This is real. Right? This is real. Kabod. Right? The density, the weight that you have in your spirit, the weight of God's glory that you have in the stature, the stamina. The, now, let me go to this one. The reputation that you have. Because what it does is when you, you, you know that with, with, with wealth sometimes comes status. Does that make sense? With wealth, the other day, something was happening here, and they moved us to, uh, 
to a different room downstairs, <laughs> basically. That's what was, was happening. Someone came and got the whole building. Says, uh, we won't, you're renting one room. Like, we won't push the other person aside for you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? With wealth comes status. With the wealth of the spirit comes spiritual status. It, when it comes to spiritual things, it doesn't, it's not just, now please hear this correctly. It's not just the name of Jesus that matters. Who is using it matters. That's why the sons of Sceva suffered. So it's not, just, it's, not, no, it's, not, it's not calling the name of Jesus. Like, you know, some of us, before we pray, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus, the mighty name of Jesus, the same Jesus. It, it's, not, it's not, no, it's not that it's there. It's, it's who, is, who is here. So God said, the angel said to them, he said, Daniel, he says, you are revered in heaven. From the day that you prayed, you were heard. Because the guy had kabod, he had weight, he had rank, he had stature in the heavens. I'm sorry, it's not everybody that prays that same day angels move. I am so sorry. But Jesus is still good, though. He's still kind, and he wants to. But depending on what you have built into your spirit, depending on how much... Let me tell you something. There are some people, they can't die anyhow. You know why? The value of heaven's economy that's too invested in them. This is where Paul got to. Paul wasn't praying not to die. He wasn't praying not to die. He was even toying with death. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he, listen, he was even toying with death. Remember what I taught you? He said... He's talking to the church. At, see, at this level of, of the glory that was invested in Paul, Paul was saying to the, to the church, he said, um, he said, I don't know which one is better, whether I should be with the Lord or I should stay. I mean, a guy who is talking like that, please hear me. I know this might sound weird, but a guy who was talking like that had a level of mastery over death. Because if he's saying, I don't know which one is better. What do you mean you don't know? People are praying not to end in church. Oh, God, I will not die by, by accident. I won't die by flight. I won't die by boat. How are you going to die? Which one is it? <laughs> Does that make sense? I won't die on the road. I won't die. Are you going <laughs> It's like, bro, like, what? <laughs> right. People are in church. I shall not die but live. Ah, every day, every day. I read every power, meditating, die by fire. People are all over the place. This guy is literally saying, I don't know which one is better. He said, I don't know whether to... Be, go be with the Lord or to stay. And then this is the cheek. He says, but for your sakes. <laughs> he says, but for your sakes, I will stay. Can you see that? Can you see that? The guy said, but let me say, for your sakes, I will stay. Whew. He said, for your sakes. He had lost the fear of death. He had, lost a, he had lost the fear of death. He had so encountered God to the place that was like, man, his thing was like absent from the body, present with the Lord. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Right? But that was the level. This was the guy that said, though the outer man perish. He said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are too concerned with the outward that we don't have density on the inside. And what we don't know is this. 
is that if we can develop kabod on the inside, weightiness, heaviness, the wealth of the spirit on the inside, we will be able to master what is on the outside. But this is the thing. In this life, you will have some type of heaviness. It's whether you have the heaviness of the glory of God or the heaviness that the adversary puts out. Right? So, coming to the scriptures that we looked at at the beginning, he says that God will grant us that we be strengthened with might by his spirit. This was one of the apostolic prayers that Paul prayed for when you're praying everyone look at me when you're praying don't just there's a okay watch this there is a realm of prayer that God allows you to say anything right so we're younger in faith we don't understand the principles of the spirit all that stuff so God allows that but the higher up we go is the more precise because we learn to pray through the Spirit. Does that make sense? And it matters at that point what I'm praying. It's not just my motive. What I'm praying matters. There's a realm in my babyhood. It may not, it's not that it's not important, but that's not the... Does that make sense? But there's a realm where God expects of me to have changed my understanding. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I reasoned as a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish ways. So in maturity... It matters praying through the Spirit, praying led of the Holy Ghost. So Ephesians 3.16 is, is one of those Spirit-led prayers. Paul was letting the church know what he was praying for them. And what was he praying for them? He was praying that God will grant that we be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. That's that exercise that draws the heaviness, the glory. So you're praying that. God grant. Don't, sometimes don't pray, God deliver me from this, deliver me from that. No, say God grant that I be stronger. You know why? How many of you have heard that scripture, the anointing breaks the yoke? You've heard it. Or, if, or you've even, even you've heard it, you've heard it sang in your life. Okay. This is what the Bible says in a version. It says, the yoke, I think this is NIV. It says, the yoke will be broken off you. Because you have grown so fat. It's the same scripture that says the anointing breaks the yoke. But another version says, the yoke will be broken off you because you've grown so fat. In other words, there is an God that can come to your spirit that just breaks certain things. Does that make sense? It becomes, it becomes bigger. You're bigger than your troubles. Hey, if your troubles are not going, get bigger than them. <laughs> Does that make sense? Become a, a terror. There was a guy, I was listening to this, there was a guy who was going through something and there was a lot going on and then he took a chair. It, it took two chairs. He sat on one and then on the other one he said, devil, sit down. He said, I'm going to worship God and you're going to watch. <laughs> right? If your troubles get bigger, maybe, maybe the reason for all this pressure is because it's meant to turn into power. Maybe it's meant to turn into power. This light affliction, 
This is what the word says. It says it works in us. Someone says, say it works in me. A far more eternal weight of glory. So the things that you've been praying. Hey, I dare you this prophetically. If you have been praying to change something and the thing is not changing, you change. <laughs> you change. Because at the end of the day, what God is interested in is, is who you become. Right? While you wait for result, get into joy. You change. Does that make sense? While you wait for breakthrough, you change. Change your countenance. You change. You go bigger than it. He says, the yoke will be broken off you because you have grown so far. Kabod is the enlargement of God on your spirit. We're getting ready to pray. I said Kabod is the enlargement. It's when God supersizes your spirit. Does that make sense? Sometimes our spirit is lean. It's not... Does that make sense? It's not, it's not resolute. It's not, it's not, no. Th let me tell you, this gospel must affect your insides. It must, this thing must get inside you. You must know, you must know. You must know, how do you think Jesus lived? Inside of him. Inside. Anytime he was faced with challenge, anytime he was faced with any kind of limitation, he seemed to have another way out because what he had on the inside was different. I want to challenge us as a house, challenge us as a generation. There is a realm of glory that's on the inside. It's the weight, it's the heaviness, it's the density, and we know it when it is missing because we don't feel secure we don't feel stable right we don't feel we can sometimes maybe just kind of like fake it there's a way there's a way there's a way god can mark your spirit so strong Please let me have the, the other mic, please. Is that okay? There's a way that God can mark your spirit so strong. Okay, I've got it. So strong. There's a way He can mark your spirit. There's a way He can mark it. You can, wow, you can become so spiritually resolute, so like you have substance on the inside. You're not this lightweight Christian. You actually have substance. There is weight on the inside. Jesus looked and said, anyone who believes in me, he says, as the scripture has said, it is out of their belly shall flow. Rivers. The days of being lightweight, like being a lightweight spiritually, they're over. Come and let your presence fill this place, fill this place. Come and let your presence fill our place.